Welcome to the Golf Chat Show. We chat all things golf, from random topics to the latest news. If you need some golf chat, this podcast is designed for you. So if you're on the way to work, at the gym, on the course, on the range, hitting some putts, or just need your golf fix. Let's just play some golf. We're here to chat some golf, so get ready and relax. It's now time for the Golf Chat Show with your host, Gatch. This week's episode is something slightly different. It's something I've always wanted to do. I didn't want to keep just interviewing golf pro after golf pro after golf pro after golf pro. We'll get my two muckers on, uh, Rod and Stu, just to come on and start having a chat about random topics like we do. I wanted to explore other avenues and explore other people. Uh, today's guest is Aaron uh, Fredericks, or Aaron Freddy Fredericks, as he introduced himself on his YouTube channel, or Mr. Relatable Oz, I think I've got that right. Um, he's basically a YouTuber. He's got his own YouTube channels and so on and so forth, but he does a lot of reviewing of courses and golf clubs. Um, I'd probably get right in saying in the outback, I'm guessing, Aaron, is that right? Well, I am in a desert climate, but we do have some grass, but it's <laughs> you wouldn't run an animal on it. It's bad. There's a lot of weed out here because nothing else much grows. And sheep. There's a lot of sheep too, yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay. Um like I say, thanks for coming on, mate. Much appreciated. Um, I know we connected through Instagram, so I'm, I'm quite highly appreciated that you've agreed to come on. And hopefully this helps your channel as well. Um, just for people who don't know who you are, I'm, I'm guessing there'll be a few, um, just sort of give you a quick lowdown of who you are and, and what you do and so on and so forth, if you wouldn't mind. Sure, Gareth. I don't know if I should be offended if a lot of people don't know who I am with my 100 YouTube channel subscribers and all. That's I'm a big deal, basically, is what you want to know. Um, no. <laughs> um, essentially, my wife prompted me to start a YouTube channel because I was uh, getting bored as well. This was before COVID. I was just getting bored. I changed jobs and had a lot more free time. So I was like, well, I should do something. And uh, she's like, you're pretty funny. So maybe you'd be entertaining. I was like, well, I'll give it a crack. So I started this YouTube channel just to actually review some balls that I actually found on a golf course. And I started playing them and wondered, one, would these actually be better than the balls I was using? Because I was just buying balls, you know, like we all do, just randomly on, oh, that looks good. That looks a good price. And I thought, I wonder if this actually makes a difference. And that's where it started. It was balls that really started uh, the whole thing. Uh, I'm 40 years old, just turned 40. Uh, married, got three kids, so like everyone else, time poor, but still passionate about the game. And uh, I've probably been playing golf seriously for uh, probably five years, but I still reasonably stuck because I'm still only off 20.6. So I'm about to crack 19, though. It's just that I don't get to play often because I've got three kids. Because <laughs> 18 holes take so stinking long. It does, yeah. It's 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 something that I think we'll be. T- I think I've got an episode on that coming up. I think it was all my ideas to talk about how can we reduce the four hour round? Can we get it down to two? Can we get it down to three? Make it a bit quicker. Golf, I think, needs to. Oh, be a bit absolutely! Different. Don't you reckon? I reckon the perfect number is twelve. Yeah. Because nine is too short. Because like you play nine, and you're like, dang it, I just want to play a little bit more. And then you play a couple more, and you're like, I can play twelve, and feels like I'm done but yet still get home and the wife's not angry. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Um, I, I literally was saying to somebody the other week, uh, just before I recorded a podcast, if I had a golf course, I'd have three sixes and get rid of the nine holes. You just have three sixes. Oh, so good. Them. And then literally, if somebody says I only want to play 12 holes, it'd be like whatever the price is. And then if I want to play 18, it's whatever the price is and so on and so forth. That's perfect. Uh, but you'd have to try and manoeuvre it around, I guess, where all every every six, 12 and 18 would be next to clubhouse, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd definitely have to. I'd, I'd try something like that. I would. So if you don't want to play nine because it's going to take two hours, but you can play six out, six yeah. an hour or an hour and a bit, then job done, isn't it? So yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Then also, because you, you have three different, you could play two sets of nine one week and different set of or six, two sets of six, and then you could actually have different holes. So it's not just the same eighteen every day, same you know, same routing, same track. It actually would give you a variety too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's what I would do, but. Like I say, I haven't got a golf course, so... <laughs> I love it. I love it, Gareth. I would it do literally great 666, job done. 666, job done. That's it. <laughs> Maybe crowdfund page. Go fund me. Yeah. Gareth's golf course. Go buy a golf course. Yeah, go buy a golf course. Uh, probably could do, yeah, if you get one for about half a million quid, something like that, and then literally have half a million people at a pound each. It's done, isn't it? Yeah, okay. There you go. I might have to that. Give me an idea, mate. Give me an idea, mate. Um... Cool. Uh, basically, um, like I say, this is the golf chat show. I didn't do the intro like I usually do. And guess what? We're talking about, we're chatting about some golf as usual. Um, quick fire round, Aaron, to get straight into it. Yeah. I've just had a look on Instagram before we recorded. You were doing something with Chinese food. What was going on there? You literally sat there and somebody was firing. I guess it was some sort of form of sushi, I'm assuming. You are all over it, Gareth. I'll give you <laughs> kudos for that, sir. Um, <laughs> It was in a Japanese restaurant, and what they did is crack eggs on a hot plate. It was teppanyaki, which I discovered is Japanese for like a grill. So it's essentially a Japanese barbecue I've discovered. I didn't know that. Right. And um, he cracks eggs, laid it out real flat. I'm moving my hands, but it's a talk show, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and he lays it out real flat and then rolls it sort of like a, um, like a crepe sort of looking thing. And it essentially has two spatulas. Is that what you call them in England? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'd say the spatulas. I would call them spatulas. <laughs> good, good. And and literally just oh, as you can see, just like yeah, like bang, like hit had one cut it and one flick it, and then just quick fired rammed it in my mouth. But the worst part about that is I got one in my mouth, but then because the next one's coming so fast at your face, you don't close your mouth to catch one. You're opening it for the next one. So I ended up just having a, a like a lapful of egg off guts. I guess it was a. Uh, it was pretty fun, though. I'll give you a tip. I was going to say, it looked fun. It looked fun if you didn't mind a bit of egg down here, I guess. That was, uh... Yeah, exactly. And he doesn't ask. He's just like, he cooked it while you're eating your noodles. And then he's just like, okay, rapid fire. Bang! And just starts whipping this egg at you. And I was like, oh, far out. So it was good. Yeah. <laughs> I look, like I say, it looked fun. If it, especially if you're just sat there and he's gone, yeah, we'll get, watch this. And he's just started flicking at you. Like, ah, yeah. I bet it's quite good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> good man. Cool. Um, like I said, we've got just a few random questions, really quick fire-ish to a certain point. Um, what annoys you, if anything, golf-wise? Does anything annoy you golf-wise? Is there one bugbear you've got? Well, I I don't think I'd be alone here, Gareth, and saying slow play. Oh, like definitely. oh lordy! Now <laughs> I have to not completely like throw everyone under the bus because I'd have found that I'm probably a slower putter. 
than others. Like it take a little while just to line it up. But once I've lined it up, then I'll just get up and bang it. But I walk very briskly to my ball because I don't think, I'm trying to be as quick as possible, but there are some people at my course which in they're in buggies, but are so slow. Uh, I, uh, yeah, it nearly wrecks why I can't play 18 in a comp because it's just, you get, you know, everyone backs up and there's 10 groups waiting for them. Oh, it's so frustrating. Oh. Yeah. But besides that, it's not that bad. And my golf swing is probably the other frustrating thing. <laughs> that one, yeah. Nobody said one more. My most annoying thing is my golf swing. What's, uh, what's, what's annoying about it? Ah, <laughs> uh, I had a shoulder, Rico. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. It's not that it's bad, but I just don't find I've got the flexibility and I just can't hit it. Like, you guys talk meters and not yards, don't you? Or are you yards and. Yeah, we're yards. Yeah, we usually do yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, 220 meters is a good drive, which I think is uh, 242, 245 yards. I have no idea. Something like that. Yeah, I think it is. And. Um, it's frustrating because most par fours now are getting to 400 metres or 440 yards. So you, just to get to the green in two shots is really difficult. <laughs> so I'm trying to hit it further, but I've got to find a driver that'll get me real longer anyway. Right, okay. So is that, is that sort of next on the list, I guess, isn't it? New driver? Yeah, well, I've, I've tested one and it was very straight, which gives me the confidence to go a bit harder at it. So I'm happy with that. Um, but I do have a few more lined up, ready to go, uh, which we're going to go through all the big boys. So I'm interested to see if they actually help, like someone like me, because I only swing at about 95, 96 miles an hour. Yeah. So, you know, there's no... And that's why another reason I started the channel is because I was sick of getting told by the pro who swings it at 125 ridiculousness that you should use this driver. Because for me, that just doesn't even do... I cannot do what he does with the driver. So it sort of was... It just wasn't real. So I was like, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and tell, help us amateurs out. So anyway, yeah, oh, it might have helped some people, it might not, but I've had fun. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, do you know what? There's a lot of golf pros over here that have got their own YouTube channels and they do very, very well. Um, but again, they literally just swinging it nice and smooth and hitting it all the, you know, when the testers have been counting. I'm like, well, what about? And I used to fit clubs, and I used to say, well, what about the club golfer who's going to come in off 18 or 20 or 10 and have a totally different swing? Is he going to work then? So yeah they forget about that i think people so yeah, yeah. i think people forget. and that's what's interesting about golf balls is like everyone i don't know do you use titleist um nine times out of ten well i won't say nine times out of ten because it's too expensive so probably 50 percent <laughs> of the time if not they'll probably tailor made the other one i'll use um but yeah they're like what 45 quid a dozen over here and that's like, like yeah yeah especially when the first one's gonna go left so um, <laughs> i know and that's the thing like I don't know if you watched any of the videos, but there's actually like the Wilson ball, the cheaper balls can actually be better for an amateur. Like it's actually improved my game by, and like, I don't know about you, but I've never, I don't know. Well, I didn't used to buy sleeves of ball to test them against the other ball. You just buy the new sleeve and play that set of balls, you know, but putting a one next to the other, it's amazing the difference they make for your game. It's, it's actually crazy. I think that we get told we should buy these Titleist Pro V's when they're actually just not, it's just not worth the money for an amateur, you know, like, well, I'm saying minus hundred miles an hour amateur. hundred million percent. You're correct. The reason I, so when I was working in golf, um, I used to work in a fitting center and yeah. just at a point where ball fitting used to come into play. And we're talking 
probably 2009, 10, something like that. And ball fitting started to become a big thing about how to swing. And the amount of people that would use a Pro V1 and then you give them yeah. a Wilson DX2 soft or a Bridgestone E6 or even a Shrixen Distance or softball yeah. and go, that's going to be way better yeah. because you don't compress it as much. Yeah. And then they hit it and they go, oh, it's just gone like five yards further and it stops a bit more. Yes, because yeah. you, know, you can compress it, yeah. So I think there's a still that lack of... I see it at the golf club all the time. There's guys playing with Pro V1s and I'm like, that's not the ball for you, is it? But I don't say anything, but I'm like, that's yeah. definitely not the ball for you. Well, I think, I think there's a fair bit of ego involved with it. Mm, yeah, 100%. So I know I know. I uh, recently, because I, I always get annoyed. My six iron's quite good and consistent and I can do a fair bit with my six iron. But my five iron, I was like, no, nah, I've got to use a five iron because only, no offence to the lady golfers out there, but generally only the girl golfers use a five hybrid. But the five hybrid is way better than the five iron for me. But yet it was my ego that was like forcing me, no, bring the iron back, it'll be better. <laughs> and then eventually I was like, nah, I'm, go, I'm going to the hybrid. I'm, you know, the pro girls use them. So why do we think we can't, like, no, we're men and tough, like we don't use it. It's just... It, it's so funny. That, you know? that was one of the biggest like sort of things in a in when you fit in a set of irons and you'd go, do you know what? Do you ever use a free iron? No, but I want one. Well, why do you hit a free free rescue? Hit a free rescue. I tell you, take the four iron out and hit a four rescue. Go on, hit that. See how and that and, that, and they'll smash it miles and they go, yeah, yeah. good. And then they'll go, but I still want a four iron. I'm like, okay, well, okay, you're buying it, not me, but that's my recommendation. <laughs> he used to he used to have that all the time. That was one of the biggest problems going. Um, so Gareth, you uh, you left school, and I know because we talked before this that you went and did greens, and then you've gone and done fitting. So, yeah. have you played as well? well? That's a pretty big career in golf, then. Yeah. So like, I basically, went, so basically, for anybody who doesn't, most people that probably listen to this will know. Some that don't. I went. So I started work at. So I was working part time when I was fourteen, just weekends doing pot washing at a golf club, um, and then I, from that I started playing golf. And then yeah. off the back of that, I got given a full-time job working in a, in a pro shop. And by the way, I wasn't even playing golf then when I was working in a pro shop. I just worked in a pro shop and didn't play golf at all because I was more football keen at 16. I was all football, football, football. And then um, packed in football, so I started playing golf. And then my full-time job was working in the shop and doing the obviously working out on the course, greenkeeping. Yeah. And then went full-time out on the course did my qualification in it, then sort of, could you say I was probably the most senior out there considering I was, you know, cause it was done or everything was done on the sort of the cheap, I guess. Um, then I worked and I went quit. Well, I stopped that. I got made redundant from that. And then I went to work a couple of random places. Then I went to a golf superstore, got pretty much made redundant from that after 14 months cause it didn't work. And then I went to one of the big uh, superstores, direct golf UK. I don't know if you've heard of it over there, but that was, sort of the, one of the big ones over here and there's like 25 stores up and down the country i was in one of them and we'd be I, pff, mate we'd probably take 10 11 12 grand on a saturday just in clubs and balls and yeah exactly so wow. there was 10 of us in the shop so we used to do that so i did that for like three four years i was gonna start my pga i even got as far as doing the week's sort of course shall i say or start yeah. on the on the so how old are you at that point so i looked at being a pro when europe beat in uh, beat us at, um in the Ryder cup when they came back so that would have been 2012 wasn't it so it was about eight eight nine years ago 
Yeah, yeah, I was thinking ten, something like that. Yeah, it's a while ago. Yeah, so then, um, then they turned around and said that basically we graduate 450 pros a year and 20 golf courses are closing in the UK. And I was like, well, there's not much of a career there, is there? <laughs> there's another long story behind it. But then I just literally went, right, I stopped my PGA and that, that was that. Um, and then I still sort of, one for a better word, bummed around in the, in the shop for about another year, 18 months, not knowing what to do. Um, well, and then left that and then literally went to work in the call centre and then way more money in a call centre than I did previously in golf, would you believe? Um, then I did recruitment and then operations sort of manager for yeah. a security firm. So I don't even what, golf anymore. What did you get your handicap down to then? Um, so when I applied to the PGA, I was off four because that was the minimum requirement. And you now, can't do ball reviews either. And now, <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm off three. So yeah, that's that's pretty much. Oh. Yeah. So that's. And how far would you drive it? See, that's always the first question. People are. Um, I'll probably say 270, 280. It's not. There's a lot more longer lads than me out there. Trust, you know. Yeah. There's a lot, got a lot of guys. There's some of these youngsters now, especially some of the guys I've interviewed. I know they absolutely oh. hit bombs. They smash it miles because I've played with them. And I'm like, oh. good 20, 30 yards in front of me. So, yeah. yeah. I went and watched the Australian PGA for the ladies a couple yeah. of years ago. And little Becky Kay was 16 at the time. Oh, you know, she's just a girl who ran from here. But just... Like they're tiny. There was like three or four of them. They're all tiny. There's no weight to them, and the slowest, most casual swing, and still, yeah, two eighty easy. Just I just like that's. It's not what he's yeah, going they hit, on. They hit some proper bombs, didn't they? They they just you don't. Oh. They smash it miles. Timing, it's timing, yeah. timing. Oh, it is. And and the, I don't have any, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and I've definitely lost some time. Interest me as I've got older. So uh, I think that's the problem. Oh yeah, off three. Come on. Yeah, I know. I have lost. Trust me. I used to feel a lot further when I was younger. Um, I think that's the thing, isn't it? I think with, with, with us blokes, I think we're all about muscle and let's try and smash it as far as we can. Where, especially if you watch ladies golf, they're a little bit more easygoing swing-wise and they just yeah. they just rockets off the club face, isn't it? A lot more. So. Yeah. And I think it's better to watch for us because it's more realistic. Like they'll hit a seven iron to what I could hit a seven iron. Whereas yeah. I watched the, you know, watched the boys this weekend, um, just gone in Heritage, and they were hitting a nine iron, 170 yards. Like, oh, no, it was an eight iron, pardon. But an eight iron, 100, oh, that's, you know, that's a half decent drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, they smash it. But again, as I always say, they've got the best equipment. They've got it all fitted to yeah. Everything's absolutely bang on. They've got all yep. the top coaches. Yep. Should really hit it that far, shouldn't they? Especially when... What's your thoughts about the ball? The ball getting regulated? Well, the talk about the ball getting There's regulated. Literally, that was episode two of the podcast. We talked about that. Oh, so, I didn't um, go back that far. Yeah. We literally, um, yeah, my thing is is just reduce the ball. I don't think you need to reduce the drivers. Yeah. I don't think you need to set up the course. It's ridiculous. It was nice this week that it was all narrow, wasn't it? So they had to think off the yeah. tee. Um, yeah. me, it's the ball. It's always been the ball. I mean, I've seen it yeah. get longer and longer and longer and longer and longer, and you're like, Jesus Christ. So if you want to hit it miles, I think everybody will be doing a Deshamba and just beefing up like the Hulk. That's probably what they'll have to do. But then yeah, but he, I think there's something, you know, like Greg Norman or even uh, Nick Faldo, back when just regular-sized blokes just hitting soft irons and shaping it like they used to, you know, 30, 40-yard draws. I think that's lost now, isn't it? You don't, the ball doesn't move yeah. that far in the air. Well, yeah. unless you do what I do and just hook the shit out of it. But 
<laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't move. So, for me, I think you've got to do something with that ball. Are you the same? Absolutely. Well, that, yeah, because the courses can't keep getting longer. It's just right. it gets to a point it's ridiculous. Like they played Royal Melbourne. Uh, Cameron Champ is that the young guy yep. that can hit at three hundred and twenty yards? Yeah. Yeah, I think he was here playing. I think last summer and. The courses would, yeah, it was just ridiculous because he'd take, you know, a sort of a lob wedge in. It'd be a driver lob wedge where it's just that I just watch, I enjoy watching the girls better because they actually have to do stuff. You know, they have to try and hit a green with a with a five iron or, you know, a three iron or something. And actually, well, three hybrid they'd use, but it's just yeah, watching that heritage. It was a nice course though, so I didn't mind it. But mm. yeah, I don't get as grumpy about it. Like if I could hit it that long, I'd do it as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If I could smash it three fifty, I'd be doing it all the time. Yeah. And just boat. and I'd do it on every course, and, and I'd just let you know about it too. I'd be like, <laughs> there'd be no remorse from me. Trust me. I'd be like, no. no. I'd be like, see that then. See that then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Somebody's further. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like that. Yeah. Right there. Right, it'd be a par three, 170 meters. I'd still hit it 350 just to go and find it. <laughs> just because you can. Just because you can. Exactly. Um, go back to the quick fire questions. Um, yep. You got any superstitions golf wise? I don't. Just don't have any. Uh, you got any? Oh. Not really, but I do like I don't like putting with gloves. But this COVID has pushed me because now, and because it's winter, you guys would know about this in the in the sunny UK. I've actually tried. T- I've tested wearing two gloves because my hand was so cold the other day I couldn't feel it, and it took three holes to get any feel of the actual the club. So I I've tested two gloves, and actually I've got over my little. You know, you can't do that. I've been putting with two gloves because it's too cold because I always take my gloves off to putt and I've been doing that. So I've sort of, COVID has pushed me to actually get over a couple of them, which was, you know, putt without gloves, chip without gloves. Uh, I always putt with the flag stick in. I just, I do that more because of statistics. 25% of all balls go in when the flag sticks in. So I do that. I don't know why you would not, but anyway, some people do and uh, yeah, but that's that's it's I'm going off as a superstition or just a habit, and now I had to break it. <laughs> <laughs> no, ch- I have no choice. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Um, dream four ball. Do you have a dream four ball? It doesn't have to be golfers. It could be anybody, by the way. It's anybody. My mind changes on a weekend. Yeah, well, yeah, you'd like to go with Tiger because not only is he an amazing golfer, but he's got some pretty insane stories. Yeah, yeah. Let's leave it at that. He gets run over by his wife. He, uh, you know, uh, he'd be especially without a camera around. He'd be an interesting chat. Uh, I reckon it'd be good. I'd love to play with Phil Mickelson because of his like his short game. Just yeah. to watch him do a flop shot. I, you know, you'd you'd say, no, Phil, whatever happens this round, you can drive it, but I can put the ball wherever I want to, and you know, I can kick it under a tree, or he has to just, you know, what he can do. He's just amazing. I'd love to play with some of that, and uh, and probably the shark, just because he's an Aussie. Oh, that, you know, in saying that, I'd probably like to play with Eastman as well, or Adam Scott. Oh, yeah, probably the shark because he's made it in business as well. He'd be one you could probably glean a bit <laughs> off. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there's a lot of them. Is he is he your favourite golfer? Because that's my next question. Is it is it the shark? Is it Greg Norman? Oh, uh, or is it Tiger like actually, everyone else? 
Actually, my favourite golfer to watch is Rory McIlroy. So I probably should have said him. I should have gave him a cut out. Um, yeah, him and um, and uh, and Ricky Fowler are my two favourite. Ricky because he's got he loves Puma, and I'm a big fan of Puma. He just looks good all the time. <laughs> and if you can't play, you might as well look it. And uh, and Rory's just got an amazing swing, hasn't he? Like, and he just seems like a nice dude. So I should have probably put him in the four ball. Because I've heard the shark can be a bit of a jerk. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Cool. cool. I hope he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't think he'll be listening yet, but you never know. In a few years. Yeah, yeah. You might go back on the episodes, Gareth, go through the back catalogue and just well, find this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then if, if you're practising, do you, if you're, you listen to a podcast or you listen to music and what is it? Or do, 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 if yeah. you do that? Yeah, no, generally podcast. Uh, it's funny because I was practicing today and I heard this just the podcast from the other day and I was like, oh, yeah, I am listening to music. But that was only to practice because I'm a musician as well. So we're just listening songs. But generally always podcast because I'm in sales. I'm always in the car and uh, I always listen to a lot of podcasts. So I generally like to get through them all. Uh, I don't like to leave any hanging for the next week. So if I need the time, but I'm... I like to listen to it on a speaker, and the problem is when you practice at the club, people get annoyed at you for doing that. So, and then the stupid new iPhone doesn't have a you know three and a half mil jack for every normal earphone out there, so you got to get that stupid one. Oh, flip! It's a hate it. Make a bit more money out of you, just to make a bit more. Oh, money yeah, they don't fit as nicely. You know, they're hard, and oh, I hate it. Anyway, but yeah, that was totally from, random. I moved from Apple a couple of years ago, so yeah, I don't. Uh, oh. For that particular reason, I was like, "No, you're not having any more money off me." Um, yeah. How clean's your golf bag? Mine's a mess. What do you mean by clean? Well, you know, in... they got, got some guys. So some guys that have been on the show have to have their clubs in a particular order. I don't. I don't care. Oh. You got other guys that are like enter the wrappers at the end of the round. I don't. You know, it's not yeah. unusual for me to find an old Mars bar knocking about, knocking about in the golf wow. down the bottom of a golf bag. It's not. Yeah. I'm not a person, but I'll just like at the end of the round, they go in the car and that's it. And that's the way they get left <laughs> until I take them out when I get home. So, yeah. 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 I do have a few muesli bars, but I'll eat them next time and always chewy. But I do have, a, I have to admit, I do have a little bit of OCD. Your clubs do have a place. That's why there's a 14 piece divider. They're not built, the divider's not built just to randomly put it. So, whenever I'm on my eight iron, I go to the middle pocket. You know, it's probably the seventh bucket. It's right in the middle, below the driver, two below the driver, one above my 54-degree wedge. I know where it is every time. So, uh, yeah, I, they've got to have a spot. And I actually had to really deal with having multiple brands in the bag because I just didn't like the way the head covers clashed with another head cover. <laughs> so that, <laughs> maybe that's a superstition, but I'm over that now. But, yeah, that they have a spot. You can't just – who. Don't tell me you just randomly put them in the bag. Well, my bag at the moment, ha well, so I've, I've got a tour bag, but also carry bag. My carry bag's got two dividers. That's it. It's got, okay. and they literally get, sometimes the putter will find itself in the top one or the bottom one. The driver's got a, or will always go in the top. The irons will just go in. And I'm like, where is that gap wedge? Ah, because they're all like clumps together. There's literally, <laughs> there's no order to it. Um, yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> I just lob it in, and then I'm not, I just say I'm that engrossed in the game. That's what I say. So yeah, that's that's that. I don't think I can have a carry bag. I can never buy one. I've been tempted to get one, but if I know there's not 14 dividers, 
There's no way now. That's that's like boxes or briefs. Everything has a home. It doesn't. <laughs> you just can't. You can't be just, it's like free balling for a golf bag. That's it's wrong on every level. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be match play, you know, because you I'll play in a scratch team, and some guys will just look at me and look at my bag, and I've got some old shorts on, and I've got some not the not the cleanest golf shoes on, and I've just got a jumper on. <laughs> And they'll look at me and go, all right, go, all right. And then they'll literally got all the gear. They're all done up like a tour pro. And then I'll step up and I'll usually like hit a good, good shot off the first. And I'm like, what the, you know, because they expected some chopper, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially in the scratch teams and all that. So, yeah. Um, what, you don't have to name and shame. So I'm not looking for that. But worst golf present. We all get them as golfers. We get some absolutely horrible golf presents. But have you got a yeah. particular one that stands in, in your mind that people go, oh, that's a good idea. And you're like, I'm never going to use that in a million years. But thanks. Yeah, yeah that, appreciate it. That's, that's a super great question. I've heard you ask that question before. And every Father's Day stall ever. Like, <laughs> Have you got kids, Gareth? I haven't, no. Oh, wow. Well, this school that my kids go to, they do a Father's Day stall, which they then send me the bill for after the kids have purchased a thing. And they have... The, the worst the worst presents and like you know golf balls that are so dodgy even i wouldn't do a review of them and (laughs) and like cups and teas are the teas i've used i guess i've used the teas but now like even for birthdays like i had my 40th recently and i put the clubs on lay by uh, you know, I go and put everything on a label and I say, this is what it is. Just go and say my name. Actually, they know my wife now because I've done it a few times and she just goes and pays for it and then brings it home. I don't want surprises. Don't try. It's too specific. Do not try and get it, you know. But yeah, Father's Day stalls are the worst. Oh, and then some mug you're never going to use. Like, oh, for the love of God. Yeah, anyway. And then send me the bill. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I, I don't know how that works. <laughs> send you She's so dodgy. She I goes in with no me. money. Yeah, buys this whole thing. And then I get a bill on the fees. I cannot believe it. Anyway, yeah. Um, you mentioned to me you're into other sports. I'm guessing being yep. a Aussie, yep. rugby, union, or oh. league. Do I look like I play rugby, Gareth? I'd take that as a compliment. No, more uh, Australian rules football. Cool. Okay. I know it'd be something yeah. to do like the, one of the brutal sports, let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're tough. We breed them tough out this way. <laughs> and, uh, no, no I, I was a shocking football player. Both my brothers are very good at it. So I wish I was, a, I was more of a musician style. I was the more the indoor kid of the family. And, uh, but I still played AFL and now um, I still play it, but we've got like an old boys league. So like over 35s, over 45s. And I play that and uh, that's extreme lot of fun. Obviously we can't do it at the moment, but uh, it's fun because there's no expectations because everyone's just like a hack that's frustrated they can't play anymore. So they just go around and it's just a barrel of laughs. So it's very good. So I enjoy that. Uh, and then, I'm, yeah, my, I was big into surfing until I moved into the country, uh, as in the country away from the beach. And, uh, yeah, but I don't overly miss it because the water's too cold down here. So <laughs> when I go north for holidays to see my family, I get a board out and go for a longboard. But, yeah. That's about all my sporting prowess. <laughs> I was a PE teacher before what I do now. Really? So, okay. Yeah. Did a bit of like every sport and always got in there and played with the kids because I played taught with high school. So you always get in and try to show them that you're big and tough. 
I guess so, yeah. <laughs> you were that type Push of around, you know, fourteen year old. Should <laughs> <laughs> play rugby against them, just give them the elbow. <laughs> Exactly, and then you don't have to discipline because you just give him a clip on the field. No. <laughs> and then say it's part of the game and get away with it. Job done. It's all part of the game. <laughs> exactly. Nice. I like that. I like that. Um, do you do much else, Um. So oh, you said football. Yeah. So so big big football fan. Man United fan for my sins. That probably will turn off half the listeners in the UK and go, oh, he's one of them, is he? Because yeah, yeah. um, I do follow Man City vaguely. I'm not as much as I used to. Yeah, we'll that's, convert, that's yeah. going to make me so good. Yeah, we'll have to convert, <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, Man City, God. Anyway, um, so I'm, I'm a, obviously a Man United fan. Uh, go up as regularly as I can do. Used to play up to about 18, about 17, I think I was. Um, and then... And now and again, I think I can still do it. You know, somebody will go, fancy a six-a-side, five-a-side. I'm like, yeah, yeah, pull a hammy yeah. within two minutes. But that didn't yeah. work out very well, and that's that. Um, about four or five years ago, I started playing. Oh, I haven't done it for probably a couple of years now, but I started playing rugby as a prop. Um, really? Yeah, just for something. I was getting just something to do on the weekends, pretty much, because golf would be closed in the winter. Over Well, the course I'm a member at, would literally just shut in the winter just because it's so wet. I was like, well, I might as well go and play some rugby like I used to when I was younger. So that was that. Uh, what? So you can't play in winter because it's too much rain? Well, my course, my course is a proper, it's like a bog, mate. It's like a rugby pitch. My, my course <laughs> can get really bad, can get really bad. So it just doesn't open. So I was like, well, I've got to do something on a Saturday afternoon, I guess, and not play golf. So, um, That's so pretty just- extreme, though. Uh, you know, go hit a little white ball and then go beat the snot out of each other in winter. That's That's... That's a fair difference. So um, why don't you go play tennis or something a bit more civilised? Yeah, I, I guess so, but hopefully could... who doesn't like a beer after, eh? That's, that's the thing, isn't it? You know? <laughs> the, problem is, the, the problem is I used to get knackered during the warm-up. We used to warm up for like a solid hour before we'd play. And I'm like, <gasps> we thought we'd get out. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing out here, honestly. So half the time I'd be in the, in the scrum. I'd be like trying to push. I'm like, knackered. So yeah, I was knackered before I got going. But that's just me. Is being that union or league? Uh, union. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, the guy who won the World Cup for you yeah, guys. Wilkinson. <laughs> yes. yes I remember that. I think I think most people do. I don't want to say much about it, but I'm just going to just we'll leave it there. I yeah. think that's probably the best thing to do. Um, Is Union still very popular in the UK? Yeah, massive still. Um, yeah, it's it's foot, football's obviously the one, isn't it? That's every you know it takes over pretty much. But I, I, I don't know. Somebody might have a different opinion, but it's very cricket and rugby. I'd, I'd probably, for me, it's probably on the same level in terms of watchability, I suppose, from popularity. Um, and then I think you've got your other sports then, like boxing and golf and stuff underneath that. But yeah, it's, I think the main three is rugby, right. cricket, football, I guess. Yeah. That's, wow. that's the the union's completely wide in this country. Um, we've, got a, we've got league over here, but I don't think, yeah. I think because of the way the country is, it's more of a northern thing. So they, they tend to watch it. Where unions a lot more, I suppose, middle and down. Um, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I've, I've been to a couple of uh, league games. I've been to a couple of league games for the company I used to work with, just to a couple of grand grand finals and stuff. That was quite good. But yeah, yeah. just quicker, isn't I it? I find that funny that you break England into like the middle, the south, and the north because it's like as big as my backyard. So I don't understand how you can break it down. Into, oh yeah, no, we don't talk to the northerners. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, trust me. They, yeah, if you go downstairs, go, you have to go to London or oh, Cockneys, and then, but London, anything up north, anything north of them is is your northern. Oh, you're northern. You are from Birmingham. I'm like, no, I'm in the Midlands, mate. You know, that's where I'm from. There's a whole lot of Scotland above me, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, it's it's one of them. I know it's probably about as big as your probably back garden, which I can appreciate. But yeah, we do. Still... Oh, man. And, then talk, and then we don't talk about the Welsh, but anyway. Um, so, <laughs> God, where did um where did golf start for you then? So you're off twenty, you say, or twenty point six. How did yep. you about you getting into golf? Obviously, so you said you're a musician, and then you had to do something kind of with golf. How did it all sort of come about? Well, yeah, it only really happened when I, I reckon, probably fifteen years ago when I was I moved down at Geelong. I, I only did it as because a, a couple of friends did it, and then I was surfing a lot, so I didn't want to lose my surfing time. And then when I moved to the country, which was about seven or eight years ago, I couldn't surf anymore so I was like well I really do like the golf bug kind of bit me as it does everyone and because I'm a little OCD and sometimes people I find annoying anyway um, <laughs> I found the the challenge of like you can't blame anyone else in golf you know like there's no one else I guess that's why I like surfing too it's all about you and the wave but yeah, the yeah. wave is variable whereas when golf the ball is just there. It doesn't even move. So there's no excuse really for bad shots, is there, if you think about it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, and that's sort of just from there on, I've just got it really... I would say probably addicted is probably fair because don't they define addiction by if you don't do it for a couple of weeks, you know, you start getting withdrawals. And uh, I think I certainly suffer from that. And I think probably over COVID, there's not just me who suffers from that, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, yeah. I but think, I, I think I'm a little better than that, but I just, I can't get out and play many comps because I just, the time is the hard thing. So mm. yeah, I think I should be able to crack at my next comp. I should definitely crack 20, which I'm excited about. Good. Yeah, I yeah, know. Good, mate. That's that's good. That's good. And you say, your, you said your membership where you are, was like $500 this week? Yes. That's like, how, $500 a month. What's conversion oh, yeah. pounds? What's, what's, uh, what's... Are you talking pound or euro? Because I think you're 40... Every dollar of our no, every dollar of yours is no, every dollar of ours is forty cents of the pound. So we're like nearly double. Yeah, one dollar is nearly two dollars twenty no, odd or something. Five hundred or no, no, one pound is two dollars twenty Australian. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So your membership so to convert it to pounds for the UK audience. So your five hundred dollar membership is two hundred seventy-seven yeah. pound and thirty pence. As it stands now with the conversion, I've just Googled it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's I'm cheap. trusting Google. Yeah, that, that's cheap. Yeah. That's like, like we're paying like a grand over here. So we're paying a thousand pounds, which is. Wow. Yeah, yeah nobody courses it. are around, around that figure. That's like an average. Yeah. Because um, so I live in a town, though. Like I live an hour and a half out of Melbourne. Towards yeah. the centre of Victoria, down the bottom of Australia, and we, uh, our town has 120,000 people in it, and uh, yeah, we've got four grass co- grass clubs, or yeah, as in golf clubs, yeah. and then we've got quite a lot of sand scrapes. I don't know if you've heard of a sand scrape. No, what's that? It's like the reverse of a bog. 
because they can't <laughs> grow grass. <laughs> so essentially, essentially what they do is uh, put sand. It used to be they used to put sump oil on the sand so you could putt. Um, so it's just like hard as a rock, but then it's got sand and sump oil to keep the sand from blowing around and getting like, you know, dusty. But then because there's no grass, so the only time a lot of these courses open is in winter because they get some rain then, whereas the rest of the year there's no grass on them. It's just a desert. Yeah. So, yeah, like when you when you say preferred lie and stuff, that really means something because you don't want to wreck your clubs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really yeah. want to like, it's yeah, yeah. Thing. Or we walk around with a piece of carpet, but yeah, not usually you can find a tuft of grass somewhere. Mm. So, yeah, but it's bad because if you landed on the green it'll bounce that high and that far past the green. So, yeah, there's probably about six of them around the area. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's only like 500, I think it's 450 members. So what's an average membership, like member size? Well, we've got your private clubs that are like a thousand. There's one around here that's got about 800 to a thousand where I am. And then like ours is about 400, I guess. Um, Yeah. And there's a couple, a couple of hundred. Around here, so there's a good mix. There's a good, but again, I think you what? Sorry, that's a lot of thousand pounds, then. Yeah, I think thousand pounds was about eighteen hundred quid. I think, or eighteen hundred dollars for you guys. I think I've just looked at the conversion, so yeah, they don't mess about, you know. And then there's other clubs around here that are like fourteen hundred quid, no problem, no danger. And that's then they got a joining fee on top of that, so it does go. Yeah, of like a thousand pounds. It's a joining fee. What for? Just to join. Just to join that particular prestige club. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So that's why I don't join clubs. Every year or just one off? That's just like a one off thing. <laughs> it's like a one off thing. <laughs> Jeez, I'd die. That, if you go to Melbourne, you'd, you'd be paying something similar. But, oh, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd drive. I'd drive. I wouldn't play there. <laughs> I think. I'd, freak out. I'd probably say in every single town or. I suppose area or county in the UK. I bet. I, I guess you've probably got one or two courses that got a joining fee. I can guarantee it. Guarantee it. Up and down the country, and then you've got your sort of just clubs underneath where probably I am, and they're probably about a thousand pound. And then you've got ones underneath that that are probably council run or munis. I guess they're about six, seven hundred quid, five hundred quid in places. So yeah, it's Did expensive. It over here. They don't mess about over here. They're like top dollar over here. When you when you said that the courses were closing down when you were finishing your PGA stuff, did that make it better or worse for fees? Um, I think about the same. To be fair, okay. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, like a course is just closed down, like literally ten miles down the road from me because of this lockdowns happened. They've gone out of business, and wow. the, so where I live in Stratford in the UK, we've got. Um, Four, probably four courses within four miles. So it's quite. And how many people in Stafford? Oh, uh, now you're asking, mate. <laughs> now you're asking. Um, it's, I'd, I'd probably guess we're probably in the hundreds and thousands or something. I guess. Um, wow. I think we've got. You got one, two, three. So you get four. The one's private, which is quite prestigious. And I don't get me wrong, the condition is fantastic. Like. If you actually go there, you can't knock it. Like the fairways are immaculate, tees are immaculate, bunkers are immaculate. Yeah. It is top. But you can't a, get in, can you? Because well, I was, a, I was a junior. I was a junior golfer there because they used to let juniors in, and then he just jumped up to like 
you know, two hundred pound as a junior golfer at twenty one to straight up to you know fourteen hundred quid. I was like, I got that much money? Jesus! So I've only just you know try working in a golf shop, you get paid peanuts. So you know, so I sort of so I'd never rejoined. Um, so yeah, we got four, and each one's different. But the one in t- the other side of Stratford's got a joining fee on it. It's it's and you spread that over. I think it's like fourteen hundred quid. I think fourteen hundred quid for the year, and it might be. 1400 quid joining fee but you can spread that joining fee over two three years something like that i'm not entirely sure but it's it is it, it, you go for the first three years of being a member up there you're looking at two thousand pound that's without anything that's without comps without you know the social side to it without even got so, so you need serious cash is golf just really expensive like your wages i imagine aren't that much greater than ours in terms of like you know like it's not like uh, well, maybe you are. Is that considered expensive in England? Like, or is that like, no, yeah, that's, that's pretty affordable. I think you've got like the elite stuff, like the, where the European tour goes yeah. and stuff. You've got the elite stuff, like Melbourne, I guess. Um, and yeah, then you've yeah. got sort of your private clubs that have been going about 100 years. Okay. £1,000, £1,400, £1,500. Quid, quid. And then you've got courses from the 90s boom that are here. That have been going 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, and they're probably all about anywhere between 500 quid in the UK to about a thousand pounds, depending on the quality of the course and depending how greedy the owners are, I guess. I suppose. Yeah. Um, oh, so they're private. Oh, yeah, because you said council run and private. Yeah. 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 yeah so we get a proper mix over here. And I can guarantee for every good course you play, like, do you know what? I probably would pay a thousand pounds to join that golf course. It's really good you'd probably go to another thousand pound golf course and go, that was rubbish. I don't know why they're charging that at all or whatever. But then it's weird because you can get pay and play over here at the same courses that have the thousand pound memberships. You get pay and play for like a tenner, 10 pound, 15 pound to get on the course and the members go nuts. And it's like, so it's bonkers. Yeah. It's bonkers over here in terms of the difference. It's, it's crazy. And then if you want to play the private courses, they're like, oh, no, no, no. You can only play certain times a week and it's 60 quid before yeah. you get going. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's proper different over here. It's proper different. Yeah, it is. Um, we're going to go on to I've got about 10, 15 minutes. So yep. I'm going to go on to the main reason why you're on, YouTube channel, social media. Um, Mr. Relatable Oz, I noticed you're yep. a lefty as well, aren't you? Yep, the greatest. <laughs> how how difficult is it to get golf equipment left-handed wise? Because it's a nightmare over here. Is it? Are same? you left-handed? Are you no, left-handed? I'm not, no, but I remember oh. fitting left-handed golfers, and they'd go, "Where's your left-handed section?" And there'd be like two clubs. I'm like, that's it. That's all I've got. <laughs> I've got a few in the it's demo. True. That's all I've got. That's all I've got, mate. Do you not stop? Spot on because. Yeah, no, they, well, they have got better. I'll give them defence to that. And, um, and, but it's true because I remember the last, uh, the last Ping G25 I'd brought, uh, they had it in three different uh, degrees of like loft, I guess, even though it's a driver. But in the left, you can only get a 10 and a half. Like where everyone else, you get nine and a half, 10 and a half and a 12, I think. On the right, but yeah, I could only get any one. So I was like, well, that's what I'm getting, I guess. <laughs> and uh, so it is, it is a slight problem. Uh, and I didn't, and I'm actually not left-handed. I do everything right-handed, but I, my dad had left-handed clubs when oh, I was young. Because he did have them, not that I played back then, I wouldn't say that, but we did pick it up. And then I played cricket left-handed and baseball left-handed. But yeah, everything I do right-handed. So I've also got a, 
uh, I think I got a dominant top hand, which doesn't help me in my slice sometimes. Yeah. So anyway, that was, oh, you started talking about left-handed equipment. Yeah. So, but yeah, left-handed golf balls are hard to find. And, um, I apologize. No, no, that's fine. We sell that. You used to have somebody always say, you got a left handed golf balls? Or, oh, yeah. All right, no, go away. Get out of the shop. Go on. That's what I used to say all the time. I remember when some of the manufacturers started to do demo bags, and the demo bags would have every single left handed club in there, and you just fit them up to the shaft, and it was like a yep. mirror. I was like, oh my God, I can fit a left-handed golfer to what they need. Because usually it was like wow. a little reg and your 10.5 or your nothing. And it's yeah. <laughs> like a gamble on eBay, seen a bit. And that was literally all we used to have to do. It was like, that's all oh, we Yeah, so I know it's um, changed now massively because I know you can just rock up and they just, there's your shaft, there's your left-handed yep. club, two up, there you go. Yep. Perfect. Yep. That's the one. Yeah. No, and I've just made a bit of a deal with our local golf shop we have a place called Drummer Golf here in Australia, which is our big kind of one. And uh, they're letting me have access to all the demo clubs to start testing them before I, well, it's good because it also helps me before I buy one, which is because I like a good bargain too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it means I, that's what I'm going to start putting on the channel. So I'm excited about that because hopefully it'll take the channel to the next level and start doing all the new drivers, you know, all the sim and the Mavericks and everything. But because golf just opened, so I got this deal with them and then, um, Golf just opened. They sold out of everything they had. So now I've got to wait till they get restocked. So, <laughs> oh, well, hopefully they'll still honour their word and we'll be able to do that. That'll be good. <laughs> so obviously you do a lot of reviewing for sort of the everyday average golfer, don't you? And that's sort of the aim behind yep. the channel, which is good. I think Correct. it's good because it's not just a pro smashing it 320 and go, that's a good driver. Then the guy who gets it, yeah. gets it 180 and has no idea. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you'd recommend club-wise? That you've, I know you've probably just started really messing about with drivers and balls and stuff, but is yeah. there anything that stood out to you and gone, that's going straight in the bag straight away? Or um, Any I recommendations did for the average golfer on listening? Yeah, I did do recently the Cleveland Turbo. Um, what I generally do is I go from the Golf Digest hot list and see what they're offering and then work my way back. Um, obviously being able to buy clubs all the time is your biggest problem when you're trying to do reviews because you're not like, well, I'm sure you've heard of Rick Shields or those guys, you know, yeah. like they get sent every new club there is. Uh, so I'm not quite at that level yet. <laughs> um, uh, so that was actually really good. I really like that. Uh, and I have tried some new irons, but I don't want to give it away, but it's funny because it's not always the one I think, you know, the ego thing we talk about now, I love Taylor made. I just think they, Maybe it's just the way they advertise. You just think tailor-made. I've got to get tailor-made. Yeah. And every time I try tailor-made, they don't always win. You know, like, but you want them to win. It's like you nearly will the big brand so you can be the cool kid on the block to win. It's really funny, you know. Um, but the things that, like, like, one brand that surprised me a lot is Wilson and Cleveland. Like, I got Cleveland wedges in the bag now. And they are, and also I want a bargain too. You've got to, got to also add that in, Gareth, because, you know, us average people don't have, eight grand that I can spend every year on a new set of clubs or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm trying to find the best for the bang for the buck, you know, and uh, there's so many clubs that you wouldn't recognize, which are really good. And it's the same with the balls. Like the balls are the cheapest way I can do reviews with the whole channel thing. And that's why I've done so many balls because I did the Titleist. I've done, you know, the TaylorMade and the ball that won so long was a Wilson. And now the ball that I'm using is the TaylorMade Rocket Ball Z Soft. Like, 
it's a crazily cheap ball. It's like a dollar twenty, which so not even yeah, it's not even a pound. But it still goes. It was only I've oh, recently just done a one against all the tailor made range, and it was literally such a hair's difference between a ball that was like six dollars a ball, so three pound against yep. a ball that was only. 50p like but it would and when you lose a five dollar ball you just want to cry like it's <laughs> no <laughs> i was trying to tell them the titleist avx's back there a while and that was six dollars a ball and i was just like when i and then the first drive on this hard one because i'm a lefty and if i slice it, it goes straight into the creek first time i got to that hole is the fourth hole at axdale straight in it i was just like oh this is it the whole you know that's the whole round i remember because I remember playing a medal last year and uh, doing exactly the same thing. I would like new pack of new sleeve of Pro Vs or something like that. I thought I need some balls. Okay, Pro Vs will do. I'm not going to lose any more than one maybe this round. That'll do. I'll you do that. No problem. First one goes left into the trees. I was like, well, there's four quid. Put another one down. Put yeah. the second one went right because I was just yeah. sort of like, well, there's another four quid. There's eight quid that those two shots just cost me. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can relate, mate. Trust me. I know it's crazy. But the big thing I think I'm picking up from this is, and I've always said it as well, and obviously something you found out pretty quickly by reviewing stuff, is golf balls. Golf balls could be a cheap but good difference as well to your game. An amazing difference, I think. Like, the, I was using the Wilson... Actually, how it all happened is my wife again bought me for Christmas the Wilson Star 50 Elites. Yep. And it's a really good combination of spin and distance. And and so I'd never used that ball before. But then what happened is Drummond only brought it out, which is our golf store here. They only brought it out as a Christmas special. So when I got to like the ninth ball that I'd lost, because <laughs> um, they generally don't wear out for me, so <laughs> um, is I went to buy them and they didn't have any. So I was like, well, I don't want to go back to what I was doing before because this ball just felt so good and I got so long and well long for me, but, and then I was like, well, what, what could be close? So then I was trying to find something with the same compression. And then I got into the whole covers like Serlene. I don't know how to say Ionema, an Ionema. How do you say it? You're a pro. Ionema. Is that a new material? Mate, they used to bring out new materials every two years. I was like, wow, I'm not even going to try and attempt that. It's, it's a club in it. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it. So, it's one they're using on the like the project, uh, the soft response has got it, the tailor-made soft response. Is okay. On them. Yeah. And then it's quite a common one. Like Wilson used it on most of their balls, except the tour balls. And um, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, and then like the urethane cover, because everyone thinks that's always better. And so just putting them next to each other and finding, look, I don't want to, I only got $20. What ball will actually help me play better? and stick in the budget so I can do it. You know, I can get 12, I can get two dozen instead of one sleeve of three. <laughs> and uh, it's amazing. I, I just think it's amazing the difference and really everyone should do it. They should get a set of just three balls and three balls and try the three balls next to each other. Cause you just don't do that. And um, I've been lucky cause my work has sort of given me a couple of presents, which has helped sponsor me. And then because when you bring your handicap down, you win everything at the club. <laughs> so I'd won a lot of tournaments and got a lot of credit up at the, at the shop. So I could just keep doing it. And yeah, that helps. Definitely play with your balls. They're worth doing. I've, I think I totally lost what your question was now. I think I've totally yeah, got that, that, that was the question. It was like, instead of going out to buy the new driver, maybe it's just changing the ball. But uh, yeah, I mean, totally. like I said, the amount Absolutely. of... The amount of 20 handicappers, you know, no disrespect, because I used to fit them. And I used to come in with the Pro V1X. I was like, you do realise you've got to swing at least 120 yeah. miles, 110 miles plus. Yeah. And they used to not believe you. I was like, look at the back of the package. The back of the pack. I said, see there, 110 plus. This ball would be, you know, oh, I didn't really. 
it's just a brand thing, like you say, because yeah. like Taylor Made, for instance, are so well. Tartis are great with the ball marketing, number one board in golf. They don't tell you how much that they give. Well, they used to used to give so much away to pros or even club pros. Just have them. Have Tartis mad. Yeah. Taylor Made yeah. so good marketing wise that especially in the UK, all the celebrities and stuff are all playing Taylor Made. Now the main reason yeah. for that because they give them away. They go, oh, you're yeah. a famous footballer, okay, or cricketer, perfect. Have tenor made. Just have it. Have it. Come and get it fitted and have it. And then you'll see them on Instagram playing golf, and they use yeah. tenor made. And you go, oh, well, if he can, I must be able. And then you go, and then. Yeah. But from a, yeah. from a from business perspective, I would hate selling tenor made if I don't own a golf shop because there's no money in it. Yeah. And they keep yeah. bringing out a new driver every six months, so you get lumbered with the stock. So yeah, if it was me, I'd be. Reluctant <laughs> to stock it, even though yeah. I know I'd have to stock and it. And what's interesting, the one the review I just did with the tour response, soft response, and the rocker ball Z, the difference between a ball that's you know, well, I'm saying Aussie dollars, sorry, uh, was like five dollars, three dollars, and one dollar twenty was literally less than two meters, right? But, yeah, and spinning, I actually that got the soft response, oh, I actually got my rocker ball Z to spin the least, uh, as in spin the. Well, sorry, yeah, yeah. go out the least, spin yeah. the most, and the tour response actually spun about you know ten centimeters more. So you just think, ah, oh, yeah, it's, I think it's thing, not worth. I think the thing is why people forget is that the more softer the ball is, or the more spinnier the golf ball is going to be, put it into layman's terms, is that when you yeah. hook it or slice it, it's going to spin more. It's going to go further left or further right, and people don't yeah. realize that. Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, yeah, it's and even weather. Like if you lived in a hot climate, which neither of us do, <laughs> no. you would you would find you could go like a you could go a harder ball because you could get it to compress more. But going, you know, so you, but leading even colder, you need a softer ball to try and get the same sort of compression. It's you got to yeah be a little more flexible than just yeah like you say it's Titleist and that's what Jason Day uses or you know <laughs> Justin Rose. Exactly. You guys love Justin Rose in the UK or not? Yeah, he absolutely. Was Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, especially the British golfers, they'll get a huge following. When they, especially when they come back and we've got a tournament over here, they'll yeah. get massive thanks and stuff. You know, they'll get round, they'll make a triple bogey and they'll get a, a round of applause at the end of it, honestly. They'll be like, yeah, well, I don't keep going, Justin, and he might make a triple, but yeah, it's good. It's good. It's Did you good. cry when Tyrrell sort of faded at the heritage? Um, so I'm, I will support more British golfers, especially come major time or World Golf Championship time. Um, I think your everyday weekly, you, it doesn't have that jazz to it. it the weekly stuff doesn't quite. Yeah, yeah sure, I'll watch on a Sunday night if there's nothing else on, but there's nothing for me that will go, oh, yeah, I've got to, you know, that's not, nothing for me. I mean, especially with Twitter now, you can just catch up what's going on daily anyway because it's just on there, <laughs> isn't it? PJ Tour, just True. put every shot, good shot on there. I'm like, okay, I don't need to sit and watch it anymore. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the one thing, but yeah, um, but yeah, I, I think we like Hatton and sort of Eddie Pepper as well. Those two are quite popular over here, purely because oh, yeah. they're sarcastic. A British British sarcasm at its finest, especially when they're on the golf course, and they'll just literally yeah. you hear them mumbling all the time. It's funny. So uh, for us guys, it's quite relatable as well because they're saying exactly what we would say, but they don't really yeah, care yeah. too much. But because that they're popular, oh, that's board, so yeah, yeah. It's one of them. It's one of them, really. Um, Justin Rose, clean cut. He's a bit, bit too, bit too cookie cutter. Royal family. He's a probably a monarchist or whatever they call. Him. Yeah, I think he's. I've, he'll just keep growing in popularity, especially with the ladies' series he's just launched over here as well. So that wasn't a good idea. 
Yeah, massively. Um, even though I was surprised there's no TV coverage on it at all. You've launched a series, but there's no TV. Oh, really? Zero, zero. Because I thought I'll tune in. It was all Instagram, and I was like, I get why you use Instagram. I get why you use YouTube, but there wasn't anything to sort of. Anyway, I, I suppose it will will gain a bit of attendance, I guess, and a bit of popularity, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, um, just to sort of wrap things up, really, more than anything else, it's your chance now, Aaron, to pitch yourself. Plug yourself, what's coming up, what's not coming up, why they should follow you. you got a couple of minutes. I'd say go for it, my friend. Oh, geez. Pressure. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, definitely Mr. Relatable Oz. It's, it is essentially about trying to be relatable to the average person. I, I don't think I'll ever – I would love to be able to crack single figures, but I don't think I ever will be able to. And But I think it's the, the journey of just getting that little bit better every single day. But – the amazing difference that just a little bit of an equipment tweak and, and names you might not recognize. Like you don't hear about Wilson all the time. You don't hear about Cleveland. You don't hear about these brands that are, you know, honestly sometimes just as good as the bigger brands. They're cheaper and they're worth looking at. And that's what I'm kind of trying to do for myself is, is just look at things that help me play better. And that's what I think the whole channel's about being relatable to you. Cause I'm not trying to pretend that I'm something that I'm not. I think I am, reasonably entertaining <laughs> and I'm open to ideas. I've had people, uh, not many, have a mock, have a crack at me and stuff. I had a video about Adidas and and we pronounce it Adidas. The Americans pronounce it Adidas. Yeah, I know. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but actually if you go on their website, it's Adidas. So suck it, America. <laughs> and and um, yeah, so I, I, I just, you know, like I'm just trying to have some fun. The the ultimate game, as I was saying to you, Gareth, the ultimate goal is to actually promote running some Aussie experiences down here with taking people not to the golf courses that everyone knows of, your, your Royal Melbourne, your Metropolitan, where, you know, we play the, uh, the President's Cup and stuff like that, and going out to courses and experiencing golf that's fun and unique because it's, you know, not many kangaroos jumping across UK courses and going out, even playing out the outback. So yeah, that, that is a website golf, uh, Aussie golf experiences, but that's very low at the moment because I was about to launch it and then it, you know, we closed down. So that hasn't yeah. happened, but um, yeah, no, I think, I think, Hey, certainly if people have got ideas you want me to do, I'm just, like I said, just getting into clubs now for the, for the channel, which is going to be exciting and see if they actually make a difference or it's all just hype. And uh, I'm happy to call them out for this. I'm not sponsored by anyone, so I've got no affiliation for anything except for trying to get that a little bit better. So I hope that was a good plug. Yeah, no, I think so. I think so. I mean, it's a good saying with me. I've got no sponsorship or anything like that. So I literally just say how it is at the moment. So and for yeah. and will do as well. So that's, yeah, I think it was. Oh, I said a big check, Gareth. Come on. No, trust, trust me, there's not a big check, mate. <laughs> I've got to go back to work on Monday. There's definitely not a big check. Trust me. I'm going to go back to full-time work on Monday. So, yeah. Um, uh, no, that's cool. Okay, excellent. I think hopefully somebody's taken some value of that, especially with the golf ball side of things. Because I've mentioned it yep. years when I was fitting clubs. Sometimes you wouldn't even touch clubs. It'd be more just get the golf ball sorted and away you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd like to thank you for coming on. I really do. I've enjoyed the last hour or so. It's been really good. Um, and I wish you every success because I think what you're doing, I think is needed more often. And just because a, you know, a 20 year PGA pro is hitting balls down the range and he's smoking a new Taylor May driver 320. I don't think that in itself is probably more relatable to the actual everyday club golfer who's off 22, 24, 28 
18, 12, 14, whatever, and thinks, yep. I'll buy that for £400. And then he does exactly what he did with his old one used to do. And he's just wasted it. Um, and he's on eBay in a week. So um, get following him, yeah. guys. I think I think you'll pick up some, some of the stuff really good. Like I say, he's got nighttime ranges and all sorts. So get to him. Um, but yeah, thanks <laughs> for coming on, Aaron. It's been really fun. Um, hopefully we'll be back again soon. I think in a few months, maybe you see how things have gone and what have you. I think we'll get you back on, I reckon. Um, awesome. Thanks, I think that'd be good, yeah. Um, for anybody who's listening, again, thanks for the likes. Um, thanks for the listens. Thanks for sharing my content online. It's been really good. Um, for this chap, especially in front of me now, even via Zoom in, I was going to say sunny Australia earlier, but he said it was winter over there, so it's not great. Um, <laughs> get over and follow him. He's on YouTube. Um, all the links will be in the below um, when this goes live. Also, will be links to when I start doing this or when the podcast goes live as well as the video. Again, it'll be all the links on there. So if you want to follow him, please do. And hopefully that gives him a bit of help as well to start launching that YouTube channel a bit more and a bit more views for him. That'd be great. Um, again, thanks for listening. I'm open. I'm an open book. You know, anybody who's got any suggestions, please let me know. And um, like I said, it's been the Golf Chat Show with Gatch and Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Gareth.